Hello, everybody. Hey, this is Chris Rylander. Uh, today is June 5th. It's Friday, 2020. Hope everyone's doing well at the end of the week here. Um, Jason and I, we decided we wanted to offer a new medium of communication for everybody um, just to get you uh, more timely information just based on fast moving markets. And we don't really have uh, at any set interval that we want to do these. Um, just when we see something that's uh, is it moving in markets and something to discuss maybe in between our meetings, a way to get information to you quicker. This is not designed to replace any of the meetings we already have scheduled. And of course, if you have any questions about anything we talk about in these, uh, feel free to call us weekdays, weekends, and email us as well. We're here for you guys. So um, what happened today? We had market jumped up a lot today. Um, there, a lot of times it's hard to pinpoint what exactly caused the market to go up, but it's pretty obvious today. It was the very unexpected drop in the unemployment number. We had a gain of 2.5 million jobs uh, replated by the Labor Department, which is fantastic. Um, but we have to point out that it's, it's an interesting number, to say the least, because of the discrepancy with the ADP report. So it was widely expected across the board, the unemployment was, great, was gonna jump up to about 20%, which means we would have lost jobs in May. Uh, and that was because uh, the April numbers were behind the unemployment, weekly unemployment claims. So some of those uh, millions of jobs that were lost in April would end up showing up in the May payroll report. ADP had their report, so ADP is private payrolls. The Labor Department is private and government payrolls. ADP report showed a 2.76 million job loss in May, which is a bad number, but it's it's less terrible than what was expected. So that was surprising, and but still the expectation was that the Labor Department number was probably going to be higher, uh, more jobs lost, and it would more accurately reflect the expectation of, of a drop in or an increase in the unemployment rate to 20%. So a, the ADP predicted uh, uh, 2.76 million jobs lost. The Labor Department, which includes government payrolls, shows a gain of 2.5 million jobs. The, the issue is, is that's a huge discrepancy of 5.2 million jobs between those two reports. So obviously it's a, a highly political number. Um, we're not sure why that's such a widespread. We've never seen something like that before, although we have uh, exceptional times right now. Um, but I'm sure it's gonna be widely reported on and inspected, so we'll look at for reasons why that, that's happened. But either way, it's a, it's a great number. It's a big surge in, in employment, and it's, it's pointing to, let's call it a slightly brighter light at the end of the tunnel uh, economically we've got right now. So what brought employees back? We can point to a couple of reasons. Obviously, we just got immediate rehire. So if we're a business owner and we've been mandated to shut down and now all of a sudden we can finally open our doors, we're, we're gonna to have to bring in at least a minimal amount of employees initially to get those doors open. So that's part of it. Um, and then there's also the PPP programs, the Paycheck Protection Program. It was designed to help employers keep uh, employees on payroll, small business owners keep employees on payroll through this crisis. There was a deadline for the PPP program of June 30th to use 75% of the money for payroll in order for that money to be forgiven and not a loan. So there was an incentive. Now that, that extension has actually been moved to, or the deadline was extended to December 31st, but business owners were operating in the month of May with the idea that they had to get people back on the books to pay them their, their, their salaries by the end of June to get the money forgiven. So there could be some artificial draw to bring employees back. Uh, we don't really know how much. We'll find out as we go here what happens to the unemployment numbers 
in the next few months. But again, it, it's a strong move upwards. It's a big surprise, and markets moved a lot because of that. So, so what did the markets do? Um, we had the S&P was up 2.6%. Dow was actually up more at 3.15%. I want to comment on the difference between those two because it's kind of a, represents what's going on here. Um, the Dow is mostly based on the composition of the two indexes. Dow tends to be more high dividend payers. The S&P has become very tech heavy. Uh, it's the market cap weighted index. The five largest companies in the index, they take up most of the index. The larger the company, because it's market cap weighted, the larger the percentage of the index it takes up. So we've got the Facebook, Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, and Microsoft now account for over 20% of the index. So the S&P is now very tech heavy, which is opposite to the Dow. So the strong performers through this whole crisis have been like the Cloroxes, the Costco's, semiconductors, the big tech names. They're underperformed this week compared to consumer discretionary. Look at Vanguard and consumer discretionary. ETF was up 7.12% this week. Um, and then we also had United Airlines was up huge at 51% this week. So all of these laggards uh, in, the, in, this, in the stock market are actually the ones that are leading this way. So there's a rotation to the more cyclical or consumer discretionary stocks this week. It's a, a mean reversion, you know, uh, catching up to the bigger names that have increased a lot. Money's flowing through these companies that haven't performed as well. Our concern is that mean reversion, it's a little too early for that to hold when we still have 18 million net jobs lost um, since the start of this crisis and an unemployment rate that was at 14.7%, but it's, it's dropped, but it's still at 13.3%, whereas at the peak of the last recession, we only got a 10%. So we still got a long ways to go. The problem is valuations right now in the market are extremely high. So looking at the S&P, the value of the S&P relative to the expected next 12 month earnings, the market is trading at 21.7 times projected earnings currently. To give you an idea how expensive that is, the market traded during the tech bubble of 24.5 times earnings, and we've got an average going back to the 90s of only 15.2. So the market's really expensive, and it's, right now it seems to be pricing in a perfect recovery. Jobs number today, uh, is, it would be reflective of a very strong recovery, absolutely. Um, but we'll see how this, this, this goes through the summer. Uh, we still think that you know, economic growth is really going to have to increase here to support the higher earnings in these, in these companies to match the really, really lofty valuations we have in their stock prices, the values of these companies right now. So our ex expectation that still the main driver of economic growth is going to be the path of COVID-19 infections going forward as it has been kind of through this. So Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who's the former head of the FDA, was on CNBC, I got a chance to watch some of the snippets of his interview, says that right up the estimate around 5% of US citizens have, or US population has antibodies. That lines up with the USC study that was uh, done in mid-May. They uh, published numbers saying that LA County has about 4.65% of the population with antibodies. So we don't have a lot of penetration yet for the virus. I say yet because, as Dr. Scott, Lieb, Scott Gottlieb uh, uh, mentioned, the doubling time for infection is about 60 days. So as we're getting out and about more and we're getting about our lives, um, there it's, an, it's a conduit for the infection to spread. So he estimates that by September, we're going to have 20% of the population with antibodies. That's a large amount of, uh, of penetration, uh, a big surge compared to what we're used to. So the good news is the CDC is estimating that 
the, fat the fatality rate of symptomatic cases is only about 0.4%, so it's much less lethal than we thought, but it's still highly transmissible. So our concern is that, as we saw the negative wealth effect in uh, the last recession, where uh, even if we were okay and we were, keep, were okay in our homes, if our neighbors and our friends and family members were losing their homes, it didn't feel good to go out and spend money. And here, we, even more so, we have a negative wealth or health effect, whereas even if we're safe at home, we have people in our community that are getting ill. It's going to change our behaviors to some extent, most likely, uh, that could have a, a, a drawdown on demand going forward and interrupt this quote-unquote perfect recovery that the market seems to be priced in with these lofty valuations right now. So the summer is going to be very interesting. We seem to be on the path for an increasing virus spread. It's just kind of math at this point. At the same time, we've got obviously rising social and political tensions uh, leading into the next election. So it's going to be interesting in the next few months. Um, so today was a great unexpected move forward as the unemployment rate dropped. Um, but, you know, we still got 18 million jobs to make up since we've lost, since this, this all started. And our, our May's average weekly initial unemployment claims was still averaging around 2.2 million. So it's still high. We've got a lot of jobs to bring back to keep, to keep up with that our jobs lost. But um, today was a good move in markets. We'll, we'll see how things go going forward. So uh, that's it for today, guys. If you have any questions, just please feel free to hit Jason or I up. Hope everyone's doing well. Everyone's safe and, and healthy. Um, again, it's Chris Rylander. Today is June 5th, 2020, Friday. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Rylander Richter Podcast. The opinions and commentaries expressed reflect the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of the Inspired Company LLC doing business as Rylander Richter employees providing such comments and should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Rylander Richter or performance returns of any Rylander Richter Investments client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. This program is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Rylander Richter is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Rylander Richter and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Rylander Richter unless a client service agreement is in place.